0: Yeah.
1: I wasn't here for the first 20 minutes of y'all's conversation, so (laughs) I don't know how long y'all were on here before I got
2: here. Maybe five minutes, if that. Oh, I forgot. All All right. I got to stop looking at caskets.
3: (laughs) I'm I'm distracted over here like, that one looks comfy.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I won't be having that problem. No Uh casket for me. I won't be awake. There won't be no visitation and nothing. Right.
3: We're just gonna leave you in the woods where it happened.
1: Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I'd fucking rest peacefully what, at least.
2: <laughs> what what better way to get back to nature?
1: Yeah. Than becoming nature.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
3: I still want to be exploded, just thrown out of the plane with dynamite strapped to me and just blare rain and blood by Slayer while it's happening. <laughs>
2: Oh everybody
1: around be like, what is this?
2: Little That's kids crazy. running out with their tongue sticking
1: out. Oh man. Their whole face just gets covered in blood. Oh. Death clock comes out of the out of the shadows. <laughs> man, I why not that show in a long damn time. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm still waiting on the finale that we were promised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was supposed to be that a whole happened, ass man. movie. And that's been what, like 15 years.
1: <laughs> it's been a long damn time.
2: <laughs> safe to say it's probably not going to happen.
3: Well, you know, they busted out the musical after they'd been off the air for years. Well, so
1: maybe. I don't know. I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> i'm gonna see me reading from this notebook that i can't see again because it's dark and
2: oh it's... lord
1: know they they make lamps josh no i'm amish
2: <laughs> he said staring into a computer screen <laughs> i don't know but
1: i guess if you guys are ready we can get started and Mine's
2: probably going to be short, so, yeah. Well, mine's not crazy long, so. It's a it's two pages, but. <laughs> no.
3: Tommy's just like, oh, my, mine's short. And Josh like, yeah, mine's not very long. Like...
1: <laughs> Is that a that what she said? <laughs> Shane's over here like, my monstrous sausage. Sure. <laughs> not sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say fucking. Topic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What were you thinking about? (laughs) Get your your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Not topics, guys. Maybe he's hungry and just wants a big, enormous sausage.
1: Yeah, I couldn't eat my meat earlier because I had to come (laughs) do the
2: podcast. (laughs) His mouth is watering for some meat. Yes, a big old hunk of it. (laughs)
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight is a another special night. We've had one of these before. And I'm hoping that we'll have very, very... Let's restart that. I don't know what the very, very is. <laughs> very, very more? Yeah, yeah. Very, very more. <laughs> no.
2: Should have kept going with it. Many, many
1: more. I can, yeah, right? I can't talk again tonight can't talk any nights anyways good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the paranormal minds of JST tonight is a very special night it is our season finale and we're going to bring three stories to you as we did last time this time though we're going to do it on urban legends least I hope that's what you guys got because that's what I remembered what we
2: said we were doing
1: (laughs) Man, I
2: thought we were doing it on sea monsters.
1: Oh, sea monsters! It is. Well, I don't. Um, I mean, technically, kind of. This is mine's kind of a. It's a ghost, but it's you know water based. Mine's
3: on the political history of the French Empire. <laughs> oh, darn. Minus
1: three points. Minus <laughs> three points. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, my topic is going to be on La Llorona. So the legend goes, it's a beautiful woman named Maria. Marries a rich conquistador and bears two children. One day, Maria finds her beloved husband with another woman. And in a blind fit of rage, she drowns both of her children just to spite him. Of course, she immediately regrets it and tries to save them to no avail she couldn't swim either so she drowns actually she doesn't drown she drowns herself just because she felt guilty seeing as how she committed suicide and i'm sure we've we've talked about it before she was unable to enter the afterlife so she now just roams purgatory and roams the world until she can find her own children now that that's kind of the base legend there there's another version where she there's Two different versions, should I say. She either tries to save children from drowning if they get too close to the water, or she takes them to the water and drowns them. It just depends on where you are and what part of Mexico, I guess you could say, or, or that general area that you hear the story from. There's a lot of similarities in all of the stories. It's a female always wearing a white dress she's always heard crying completely like uncontrollably she's always near water it's always at night her clothes are always wet earliest documentation of the legend is all the way back in 1550 so it stretches a pretty good span she was fully named la Llorona in 1550 that's where she got her name from so back in 1519 a journal entry by florentine codex states The sixth omen was that many times a woman would be heard going along, weeping and shouting. She cried out loudly at night saying, "'Oh, my children, we are about to go forever.'" Or it said that, "'Oh, my children, where am I taking you?' Man, I'm just out of it today, guys, sorry. Anyways, there's a story that kind of dates back all the way to ancient Greece uh, that kind of resembles the story of La Hera finds Zeus, being the scoundrel that he was with a woman named lamia hera kills all of the of lamia's children that zeus and her had born together lamia in turn kills other women's children out of pure jealousy but this was kind of a crazy thing that i thought was kind of interesting in a, in a way So in Aztec mythology, when women died at childbirth, they were held to the same standards of a warrior that died in battle. And we know that that was was huge back then. They were also thought and spirit to travel to crossroads and steal people's childrens, Children's? Steal people's children. Where do you guys think the, the actual legend stems from? Jump from
3: Mexico to Greece, yeah, but no, yeah, there was know.
1: not there was not there was a pudge like there, there was Eastern like they they compared it to even a uh, um, an Eastern European version mm-hmm. of a thing called a Ruloc uh, is that a rus Rusl- Rusl- uh, anyways, Rusalaka maybe mm-hmm. it's a water spirit that's mm-hmm. from Slavic mythology, and uh, it's a woman that drowns. She was a drowned dude due to suicide or murder or whatever happened to mm. her. But anyways, she she had an unwanted pregnancy and it was kind of a different version, I guess, is what you could say of the same thing. But she's still a weeping woman. and
3: Yeah, you know, really. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. To
0: sing right. a little song.
3: <laughs> but I mean, dudes have always been cheating, you know, and like you said, people uh, lose their mind in that situation and. Unfortunately kids caught in the crossfire, so I would almost bet that the the legends have went on so long because it's happened so many times.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I didn't think about that. That makes a lot of sense. That would be a I say it's it's a crazy thing to think, but it does happen.
2: It's mm-hmm. a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, Tommy, what do you think? Well, you already know what I think.
1: I mean, think Mermaid Alien.
2: Actually, no. I was going to go back to the fact that, you know, a lot of different cultures have, you know. <laughs> um, no, seriously. I, we know a lot of different cultures from Celts, uh, Slavic, you know, Slovenia. I, I can't talk either. Um, <laughs>
1: it's just that
2: kind of day, man. I'm telling you. Um, there's there's always something that deals with water, a water <laughs> spirit, or like a water demon. Like, even Greece, they, you know, they had sirens, you know, uh, that yeah. was more for sailors and stuff, but a cautionary tale. I, I I wonder if it stems from kids going out and they drown, you know, because, uh, I mean, we still have that nowadays, you know, watch your kids around swimming pools, put gates and stuff up. Uh, but like in the 1500s, there really wasn't, you know, backyard swimming pools and stuff so kids go down to the lake or the pond or the river creek whatever and swim and you know drown maybe instead of blaming it on parents not watching their kids um a water spirit you know yeah kind of drown them so and since we know a lot of urban legends are essentially cautionary tales in a way
1: yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought was like maybe it was like, um, just to, just somebody to keep your children away. I, I've got to wonder too if like the other version of it where the children are stolen or taken and drowned, is that a like are those full blown acts that are happening, or is it that cause those tales, or did it, you know, is it just like oh, I want it to be scary, so I'm going to change the ending.
2: Maybe. I mean, you know, we'll take stories and change them multiple times, so you don't really know what the actual truth behind it is. You know? So. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah.
2: Adapt it to, to
3: each region. You know, it starts with yeah. changing it from a lake to a river, and then it turns into a river story, which changes other details because of currents, and yeah, it definitely yeah. snowballs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things, though. It's like you wish you could go back in time and be like, "I want to hear the original, mm-hmm. just the original story." Yeah, and you and I could see why somebody would have written a tale like this, um, you know, back then, because again, we didn't know a lot of things that we know nowadays. They would just have been like, "Wow, she was like a full blown psychopath." Like, I don't know. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. though it was, it, it was very much, in my opinion, uh, spur of the moment crime of passion kind of
2: thing. You know, I, I don't think she intentionally did it. But well, I mean, you know, we're talking about the story originated in what fifteen ten, but it didn't. She didn't get the name until fifteen fifty. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, so, and I'm sure I am mean, sure it may have made it back further. Well. Like I said, the the ancient Greece version
1: in a way, you know, it could be that far back. I don't really know. I mean, if we take it to the
2: 15, to the early 1500s, I mean, we, we didn't know about like post-traumatic stress or, you know, emotional distress and things like that, you know. So let's just do a mixture of, let's say the kids were two and three or, you know, one and two, something like that. She's dealing with like postpartum depression. Her husband cheats on her and uh, she just has this mental snap. So I don't know how long postpartum depression lasts. So I'm saying I'm trying to get it close to that range. But even if the baby's like nine months old, let's just say, you know, she does snap and it it is a real person and she does kill her kids because maybe she feels that her kids made her ugly and not attractive to her husband. You know, because that was a thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, up until the 50s, that was a thing, like how to stay attractive to your husband, even further probably. But she killed him, and then she just felt grief because of what she did because she came out of it, and she became the (laughs) tale herself. I feel sure that's what
1: kept her here too, but I wonder if, you know, we say, yeah, she she saw him cheating, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I don't know. I want to try to aim it more towards what makes her stay that spirit, you know, after all these years of hunting and maybe she is just trapped, you know, searching for her children and her children alone. And she'll probably never, she'll never find them, obviously. But what is something that's keeping her
2: there? Maybe she sold her soul. Grief is a powerful emotion. Yeah.
1: Cause I'm wondering if possibly like before she drowned herself, she sold her soul. Cause this story in particular is to help children was mainly just to help the children. So it makes me wonder if she's like, I messed up and I never want to do that again. And then she sold her soul to stay here. I could see doing that. Whatever. Don't let anybody else make the same mistakes. I did kind of thing, you know? yeah mm-hmm. I don't know. Gents. I don't know. I didn't know that if there'd be much to talk about with old Lala Rona but i've seen videos of her one that was crazy man like a full-body apparition like standing next to a building uh, she was wow. in her white dress with her long black hair and she was wailing just as loud as she could one of those uh, potato quality
2: videos but you could tell that you could see through her
1: mm-hmm. in the video
2: that would freak me out if there was some strange lady in white with black hair, just wailing very loud, <laughs> beside like a building. Yeah, and like especially if it's like in the middle of nowhere, I'd be like, eh, "Yeah, I'm gone." You know.
3: <laughs> know. Uh, when we were in Texas, didn't we go looking for a woman in white next to water too?
2: Yeah, she was. That was the hitchhiker hitchhiker okay Uh, yeah because it it goes with that urban legend um that you find in several places actually where someone picks up a lady hitchhiking and mm -hmm. you know they go to take her home and she left a jacket or something (laughs) in the car and they go back to give it and they're like oh no my daughter's been dead for 20 years so yeah i read that (laughs) i read that story i want to say it was in scary stories to tell in the dark oh yeah yeah i I believe it was i believe a story like that was in there oh man
3: that's old school man i love those (laughs) books
2: man have y'all watched the
1: show on netflix Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i had never read the book so i I was just going off based off of the show i I, I like the show See,
3: you got to learn how to read first, Josh. I, I don't <laughs>
1: want <know. laughs> to. i, I, I again that I obviously can't read. Yeah, I can't read my own damn handwriting. No way. It doesn't what? help that I did the research on this two weeks ago. I don't. I don't remember any of it. Oh, I don't boy. feel bad. I did the research on mine like four days ago. Well, I was. I was thinking that last week was the season finale mm-hmm. i was like oh, let me do this and it f- wasn't and then i haven't touched it since <laughs> and i had to look it over today and i've f- nope didn't have time
0: <laughs> well,
2: i was trying to find the right story so
1: yeah i knew what i wanted to do it on as soon as i as soon as we knew what we were doing i just mm-hmm. i was like i like the story of la, la Rona. it's like a crazy story to me you got all the other stories that are like, oh, the hook man in the fucking parking lot that's your kids or whatever he does. But <laughs> like, yeah, that's a dude with a hook on his hand. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> that's the scariest one out there, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
3: <it>. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Look, that's that's going to be Tommy's. We're hurting his feelings. He's like damn
2: it. <laughs> you are, man. God. man you know, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I did a hard. lot of research on that. <laughs> okay. Nailed it. <laughs> Do you know how many people with hooks I had to
1: go through? <laughs> nope, that was a real person. Nope, that was a real person. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and for, just for the record, Captain Hook is not real. Go figure. I
1: really thought he was. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well... We won't meander too long on this topic. There's not much to talk about. I don't reckon anyways. Uh, Mm. You guys want to give a little thought on what you think it might possibly could be if she's real? If she's not, she's a demon, a ghost, a water spirit from Eastern Europe. You know, I don't know. Hera, ancient Greece. (laughs) Or Lima, uh, not not Hera. I'm gonna go
3: with that. Uh, it, it, there's there's numerous. I think there's the story, and I bet there are ghosts of a woman who killed her children, either damned to stay here or there was such emotion. It's just like a residual haunting mm-hmm. uh, of the <clears throat> screams and emotion that she went through next to the body of water. So I I think I think this one is real, but not necessarily. Specifically, La La yeah, uh, yeah, That it's not just sure. one. There, there could be a lot all over the world, and yeah. that not demons either. Residual due to emotional trauma or actual spirits damned to stay here.
1: Yeah, I might have to look that word up again. That the the Japanese use for their spirits that are like that kind of mm-hmm. that extreme grief. I might have to look that word up again and learn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time we bring this up, it's always like, hey, that extreme grief comes up, and it's like, <laughs> that host name, and I can't remember it. And we don't have a name for that other than,
2: like, we just describe it, I guess, really. So mm-hmm. You can probably look it up now and see.
1: Yeah. It's it's like something Yuri. Uh, I really think it's something Yuri, but. I, I think it is. I have to go back I need to move this drink out of the way jack panties spirits it's gonna probably bring up some damn whiskey or something was it yokai
2: no yeah i think uh uh. maybe
1: there was a whole list i remember this whole list of Mm -hmm. of japanese spirits but um Tell me while I'm looking if you want
2: Yeah, give my thoughts on it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know we've we've always said that legends, myths, um, stories based in has some truth behind it. There's always some type of truth behind it. Mm-hmm. So, I think I want to say she at one time was a real person who probably actually did this either snap because you know she did keep catch her husband cheating and had a complete mental snap you know and drowned her kids and felt grief and did it and then she became a cautionary tale or she was just a lady who just maybe killed her kid or killed some kids um maybe not even her own and she became a legend from that Yeah. So, And she did it by drowning, so, you know, I feel like, you know, it just morphed into also kids drowning, and they want to blame it on something.
1: Yeah, that's fair. They don't want to think that their kids just walked out there and drowned.
2: Yeah, because everybody thinks their kids are, you know, good kids. Right. I mean
1: not saying that if your kid walks out of the middle of the lake and drowns, he's a bad kid. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. <laughs> but, I mean, what I'm getting at is, like, they, they think their kids listen. They know what to do. Right. Know, they, they would know not to go out that far. But we all know kids. We were kids so, a long time I, ago. I do not think that about my kids. Oh, I do <laughs> not think that about Ben <laughs> at all. At all. If I told him, do not go out in the middle of the lake, the first place he's going yep. is out in the middle of the lake. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just to, to prove play. to
2: me that he can do it,
1: <laughs> yeah. And then he's out there drowning, and you're like, nah, you shouldn't have done it.
2: That's right? You you gotta teach him the lessons, man. <laughs> How else will he learn?
1: Yeah, lessons hard learned. <laughs>
2: uh, I would not let my no, kids we wouldn't drown. let kids drown. Tommy might have <laughs> depends on whose kids. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: hear, hear that, FBI man. He would be
0: listening.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I agree with both of you guys on that that particular situation. Um, there's a lot of stories of women drowning drowning their kids, actually, and, and even in the United States. So, mm. it's very possible that they are all just stuck here because they deserve it. <laughs> That's what I believe. But Tommy, if you wanna. Take yep. over this miserable falling apart wheel
2: and. Uh... <laughs> well, well, give me a minute. I'll be back.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> I still have not found this fucking list of these ghosts, and I know, I was doing it on the Akikahara mm-hmm. forest. Yeah, I keep going back to Yuri, but Yuri is like more of just what they call spirits. Well, I don't know. I, the only thing that I see that's even that's remotely close is the Goryo. It's just a vengeful ghost. But I know there was a... Whatever. I give up. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> I give up. I like I'm sure uh,
3: it was talked about in that forest when you did, so... Yeah. You just go
1: back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go back and listen to it, cause I apparently don't know where I found it. So why are you locked in here again? I'm better hurry up. I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah, I'm starving. Got a whole ass feast in there, cold. <laughs> <laughs> I was rushing so bad. I'm like, dude, I gotta get these steaks cooked. Brittany wanted a ice cream cake so I went to Baskin Robbins we got her an ice cream cake mm-hmm. and then she wanted steaks on the grill and I bought um, bone-in ribeye no, steaks she, no. oh. they were pretty good I, I tasted them before I could actually oh them. okay
2: alright <laughs> <I didn't laughs> yeah. right. yeah, no i gonna change I'm gonna change the mode up I did are you ready for campfire voice' because this story is not only scary but true Take on it wrong button <laughs> <Later>. <laughs> I ruined it oh anyways, okay, so like I said, um. I spent a good while trying to find the right urban legend because I wanted something that wound up being true, and this urban legend is actually true. So picture, if you will, it's the 1960s. There you go, man. That works. It's the 1960s, and you're walking down 351 in Beaver County, Pennsylvania. And as you're walking, you see a man glowing green with no face. It's all melted. And he can manipulate lightning from his hands. And there you know you are in trouble. And his name is Charlie No Face or the Green Man. Anyways, like I said, the story is true. There was a man who would walk 351 at night. And his name was Raymond Robertson. He got the name Charlie No-Face. When he was a boy of nine years old, this is back in 1919, Um, him and his friends, uh, or him and his sisters, were walking down the street, and they saw a bird's nest high up on a pole. He goes to climb up the bird's nest and try to, I guess, grab eggs or whatever kids did back then with bird nests. And as he was climbing, and I I would say unbeknownst to him, but it was, um, there was a trolley line that ran across there. And he touched the line. And the line carried anywhere from 1,200 to 22,000 volts. And it was still alive. And when he touched it, it electrocuted him. Now, the year prior, uh, another boy about his age did the same thing, climbed up that pole, touched that wire, died after two weeks. Essentially what happened is it essentially like blew out his eyes and disformed his nose like he didn't have a nose and really disformed him pretty bad. He wound up living after doctors said he wouldn't live. There was no way he was going to live from that. He was going to die. He wound up like, I guess his parents just stuck him in a special like attic room of the house, um, to keep him away. And and we've all heard the stories because he also fits within that urban legend of somebody keeping a kid that's disformed locked away. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that actually happened. A lot of people did do that. Um, he would stay locked away, and he would listen to baseball programs. He loved baseball. He, I, if I'm not mistaken, his favorite team was the Pirates being out of Philadelphia and or the Phillies. I can't remember which one. But he would listen to every game on the radio. He taught himself how to read Braille and so forth. Well, as he got older, his parents eventually passed away, and his family turned a garage into an apartment for him. And he stayed isolated. Like, he never left at all. Well, finally, he got tired of being isolated. So, around the 60s and into the 70s and stuff, he started walking at night because that way he, was, he knew he was disfigured. And he didn't want to scare anybody or, you know, be attacked or anything. So, he would walk at night. And that's where the tales would come of, you know, No Face Charlie. He would, and, and the stories range from first off, it was like he would kill kids and stuff like that, anybody walking, to eventually he kind of became the joke. Once people really started to meet him and realize he was a real nice guy, he would take pictures with people and uh, for cigarettes in exchange for cigarettes. But you had people that would urinate in beer bottles and give it to him so he wouldn't drink anything that was already opened. They would beat him. They would also offer him rides and take him out in the middle of nowhere and just drop him off. And, you know, he's blind. He has no idea where he's at. He'd have to try and find his way home. And the the reason I wanted to go with Charlie No-Face is because, like I said and you know, Darren, your, your talk, we know legends come from somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to shed light on this on this guy because supposedly he never once was mean to anybody, regardless. He was all around the nicest person in the world. If you would actually, instead of being a, a dick to him uh, and talk to him, he would talk about baseball, about everything, you know. Uh, it's believed the reason they called him the glowing man Some of the stories behind that come from uh, just people saying he was injured uh, in a power plant accident and it caused him to be radiated. And so that's where the green glow. But it's actually believed that because his nose was missing and it would get infected and turn green, that's where it actually came from. Him manipulating electricity, it's from people who probably knew that, hey, he was the little kid that got electrocuted. Or he probably told somebody, yeah, what happened to him and they spread the rumor and made him become this tale. And of course, I'll show you like what he looked like. Oh, this is I've what seen. he before. Yeah. And if you look down here, last year they made a movie called Charlie No Face. Nice. And it is a 1980 style horror movie. I've got to see that. Yeah. Oh, Charlie so, no the I didn't realize that that was the story. Yeah. So, and and like I said, he's uh, he's all around nice guy. Uh, he died in 1985. So, at at the age of 72. <laughs> so for somebody who, the doctor said he was not going to live. He lived. And. I just wanted to share his story because I feel like out of all the urban legends, you know, him, his being true and just how people treated him and he was a nice guy. I just wanted to kind of let, let his story be out there. Unlike who he really was. So. Does he still so, roam down the road? Uh, not to my knowledge. He doesn't. I'm pretty sure he probably gave that up once he got his rests. That'd be wild if you're just driving around. And there's
1: a man walking down. He's, I mean, what do they what do they call that radiation? Kirchhoff uh, radi- radiation, whatever it is. Something like it. That.
2: Yeah, something like that. That would be that'd be wild. Get y'all's idea on it. And I know there's probably not much to talk about with it. So,
3: I am kind of surprised that he he's not still there after death from yeah. the the torment that people put him through to actually mm-hmm. come back like, Oh, you wanted a monster. You got him. Mm-hmm. He,
2: he would like, of course, when cars would come by, you know, people would stop, grab them, throw them in and take them off. So he would sense up when he'd hear a car coming. But when he got the, you know, you sit there and you talk to him and got to know him, you know, he was a very nice person and he loved talking to people. And that could come from years of solitude, you know, not really being able to talk to anybody, but his family and, God knows if his family actually really talked to him because the way he looked, you know, they wouldn't, from my understanding, they wouldn't even have dinner with him.
1: Hmm. Like
2: he had to eat in his
1: room. Sad thing. It is impressive, however, that he taught himself how to read Braille. Hmm. I mean, I don't know how he did it,
2: Uh, but if he taught himself to do it, that's
1: pretty damn impressive.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he did it either. I mean, because you would have to have, like, somebody either telling you, like, oh, this is B and this is C. Or I guess if you're somebody who can see and wanted to learn, you would have, like, the uh, Braille next to the letter. And then you could teach Mm -hmm. yourself that way. But I don't know. Have have y'all ever, like, felt Braille lettering? Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. Yeah
1: my hands are so rough and they always have been that I could never differentiate any of the bumps. It's like when I would touch something, it was just like, that was just a solid surface to me. Mm-hmm. And I understand that when we lose a sense that it heightens everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Lose a major sense, like your sight or your, you know, mm-hmm. hearing mm-hmm. or something. But yeah, I could never differentiate the uh, different bumps on the
2: page. I don't know the name, but
1: I don't know what they're called, so.
2: <laughs> as far as I know, they're called Braille, but I i mean, I, I don't know what the individual bumps would be called.
1: Yeah. Well, Shane is going to Google and find out for us. <laughs> he is. I saw him intensely grab the keyboard.
2: <laughs> uh, Braille sells. Braille sells. Now we know. Now you know, ladies and gentlemen. Shame was, I mean, shame. Tommy was 50%, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: he forgot the other word. That's it. <laughs> That's because I didn't know what the other word was. Oh,
3: Hey, actually, I'm wrong. Oh. I, re- I read that wrong. The actual combination of dots is called the Braille cell, but the dots are just dots. Oh. Oh.
1: So, so yeah. We I knew was completely we completely no. wrong <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought they had like a different name than that, but I guess it makes sense like what else could they be you know
2: i just I just found this story you know very interesting one because not only was it a true story, but the fact that he got electrocuted as bad as he did around the turn of the century, you know I'm talking about nineteen nineteen um medical advances and, and like the, like i said the doctor said he was going to die there's no way for him to live is what they were saying <laughs> he's going to die and for him to essentially make a full enough recovery to i'm sure if he wanted to i mean if it was nowadays he'd probably live a normal life you know within yeah. his awesome. you know disability you know what would be considered normal um and then with plastic surgery and stuff you know he probably would be able to get you know like i guess a new nose for him to live to 72 i mean that's that's amazing especially since his nose would get infected and turn green
1: and you said 1920s is when that happened yeah about 1919 yeah and and you know we learned in that that uh tuberculosis tuberculosis episode. I think it was tuberculosis that I don't think we were actually talking about tuberculosis. We were talking about a state hospital. I think I don't remember which one, but uh, maybe uh, um, Waverly Hills. Um, But I really don't remember. Um, But we learned then that antibiotics weren't available till the forties. Yeah. Not widely. I think it was Waverly. Yeah. It's very impressive that he lived with a a major uh, thing like that happening, especially to your face, like,
2: good Lord. So can we just say, he is not an urban legend. He's the motherfucking legend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can we? I mean, he taught himself to read Braille, and he lived with no antibiotics, with you know, a very bad disfigured face. He's, he's a legend all around legend. It's, you know, yeah. So
1: such a nice guy. So nice. In fact, that he decided I don't want to be a ghost <laughs> and haunt these roads. Uh, I'm going to move on. <laughs> Let yeah. those people be. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, he was a
0: ghost.
2: You know, I, I was reading this article in the Thrillist. Um, I can't remember the lady's name that wrote it. I'd have to look it up. She was talking to this other lady who was going to direct a documentary on uh, Charlie No-Face. The lady who was doing the documentary went to everybody that had seen and talked to, or even the people that beat him up and like peed in his beer and stuff like that. All they would say was how bad they treated him and they would just cry because Mm. of how, how bad they treated that man.
1: They deserve that. That's that, that's that thing, man, that humans are scarier than
2: anything out there. that's just that. And it's it's another reason I wanted to go with this urban legends, because it seems to be more of who the monsters really were, were the humans, not essentially the monster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if y'all have any thoughts on it or anything, yeah. I know it's not, <laughs> not good, but
1: it's pretty good. No?
3: Yeah, we we just can't throw theories out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know.
1: Hard when it's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I was like, I wish he was a ghost. <laughs>
2: I know, I know, I know. I, but you know, I, I found it and I did all that research, and I was like, I really want to tell his story. Uh, so yeah, he good. definitely deserves to live on for sure. Mm-hmm. yeah and and in a way that's not like him being mean or anything like that or or a joke I, I want him to be like like i said the legend that he was you know yeah, yeah overcome yeah, so much so so yeah that's my story so. <laughs> impressive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so any final thoughts on it i guess we'll go with that i know there's probably not any but no.
3: <laughs> just uh yeah send out a, a rest in peace. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wish we could have met uh old Raymond. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think we were long since. Oh, well, we were about a year dead. I mean a year we were a year dead. He was a year <laughs> dead. Uh we were born in 86. Yeah. <laughs> I guess wow. you could
2: say we were a year dead
3: in a way.
1: That's fair. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Started your journey towards death. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah yeah not me, you old bastards.
1: <laughs> uh, it's not fair. <laughs> I guess we can move along to uh Shannicus's uh, you guess long topic <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, I
2: don't
3: I don't have a campfire I can light like Tommy does. Damn it. the, the ambiance.
2: I did it for you. Hang on. Oh, nope. That's the wrong one.
3: There we go. Okay. Oh, it turned green. Whoa, oh, what's going I, on?
1: I don't know. How's that? Okay. <laughs> it seems
3: <laughs> Can't vary enough. Get out the marshmallows. I don't have any. <laughs> oh, it's
2: changing on me. There we go. I don't oh, no. Right going what out. What does it do? The fire went out. There we go. We're dancing. Alright,
3: All right. I give up. <laughs> there
2: we
3: go. Well, my story tonight has it all. The twists, the turns. It has death. It has government agents. And video games.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Intrigued.
3: So this is the story of Polybius Polybius uh, was an arcade game released in 1981. Uh, It was produced by Sinoslushin Incorporated and was released solely in Portland, Oregon and the surrounding areas. But we'll just we'll just say Portland. So Polybius was named after a Greek philosopher that was born in Arcadia back in 208 B.C. so Polybius' name translates to many lives in Greek. That that part, yeah, that's history. I th- I thought I'd just throw that in there. <laughs> right. So this game that you know came out uh, eighty one was so addictive that long lines would form of players wanting to play the game. Once you played it once, they had to play it again. These lines would stretch outdoors. People would get into fistfights trying to be next to to play the game. It made everybody so angry and hostile, right? Freaking weird. It's a video game. Should be chilling you out. The side effects of playing didn't stop there. They they continued to get worse and worse to the point where people were having night terrors, uh, insomnia, amnesia, seizure, seizures. That's a hard word. <laughs> uh, and even hallucinations. And it still got worse that uh, a handful of people actually died. After playing the game, like they would fall over and die right there in front of it. You guys want to play it yet? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because of all these side effects and deaths, you know, people started paying attention to the machines and it started to be reported that these mysterious men in black. There were air quotes there for our audio listeners that would. uh frequent the machines, open them up, kind of evaluate stuff and like gather data from the machines and leave. So they weren't collecting coins. They weren't getting the quarters out of them. They were getting digital data from the machines that made people more curious. And they started to examine the machines and, you know, what what's what's going on here? And it was finally figured out that Polybius was part of a government experiment to test mind control. Uh, so they found, you know, the different things in the machine that were doing this. And they wanted to test mind control and the psychoreactive effects that it had on its subjects. Once that was discovered, well, government swooped in, all the machines disappeared. They took them all out of the arcades. Uh, this was all just a month after release. So this is only one month in the year 1981, and they were gone. So flash forward to today, you know, what what are we, 40 years later, something like that? people still remember playing the game like they go like i played that game when it came out like it was amazing it was ahead of its time uh, and everybody kind of brushes them off like you're confusing it with another game or it's some mandela effect stuff you know some something's going on even through the years that there's been um machines that have popped up for sale like the old broken cabinets like no it was real here here it is again people brush it off as it's a fake, you know. You made that. You know, there, there's always someone brushing it off. And in recent years, the actual game has started to pop up again in digital format. So if you search it on, uh, what are these platforms like S- Steam? I think is one. You'll you'll find a Polybius game that was made in like 2017. Now, is it the same mind control game? Is it made just by fans? More than likely, just made by fans. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah so that's that's the story there what do you what do you guys think of that
1: that's a big topic
2: it's all real (laughs) y'all know how much I trust our government so all I have to say is they would never do anything to its citizens to put them in harm's way and run unsanctioned experiments it looked a lot like you were reading from a cue card. I'm
1: just going to point that out. <laughs>
2: Look, <laughs> I don't want to get microwaved, so I will say whatever <laughs> I need to say. <laughs> That's why um,
3: you, you got to keep the roll of aluminum foil under your desk, man.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have a special rock. I don't funny. Would that have been if he was just like, <laughs> and he starts making a hat. He's like, I trust everything. I don't
2: know. Once you get the hat on it's it's all out there. You know, you don't go yeah, back. Fair. fair. <laughs> I see a little spark start flying off your <laughs> aluminum foil hat. I'm like, they're trying like, I'll be back, guys. Leave, come back in, full suit of <laughs> full armor. And I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I have uh have heard about the game before, not in depth, but I have heard of it before. I have to wonder what was inside the machine that right. they were using. Because it wasn't gonna just be well, I guess. Because the government does hold a patent using the TV as mm. a mind control device, so and that's that is Googleable. You can find that. It's like mm-hmm. an actual patent. Um, Googleable was that what I tried to say? Uh, I have anyway, no <laughs> yeah. So I have to wonder if, what was in that machine. Were they using the actual visual as a thing? Because you said people were waiting in line, right, and fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was there like an auditory stimulation that was happening that was causing these people to be angry? Like what was in this machine? I don't. I'd say
3: you said video or audio. I'd say it's probably both. Like I don't think there's some mind control ray built into it or anything. Like right. Mm Yeah. Visuals built in, and that's why you got those weird side effects. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, we we couldn't, you know, mind control this guy, but you know. We gave them amnesia.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, also, they could have been messing with the psychological thing of, because what, it was only in certain areas, right? So how many games do you think were out? Probably less than 100. Oh, for sure. 1981. Yeah. So let's just say, and... And it was pretty much in in Portland and the surrounding areas of Portland or just in Portland? Yeah, pretty much just
3: Portland, but I think it expands a little bit.
2: Okay. So let's narrow it down to 10, right? How many arcades are going to have it? How many malls are going to have it? You know, you think about like Black Friday shopping back in the day, you know, when Furbies came out, you know, people were fighting people over those demon dolls. So, what if it was a test on how society would react to a short supply, but a high demand? And that could be a way of causing rifts within, I'm going to quit talking now, within the community (laughs) or the country or whatever.
1: Get your aluminum foil.
2: Uh, I I need to. (laughs) It was aliens.
1: Yeah, that'll save you. Saves you every time. <laughs> All
3: right. So you mentioned I need a calculator for this, but you you had mentioned you know how many arcade machines were in Portland, right? Yeah. So obviously that's a hard thing to Google. I doubt there's a record. The between 1980 and 1982, the arcades in North America doubled. Like it Ooh. shot up. So yeah. maybe there was some government involvement in that if they were going to start putting these arcades around these these games to help mind control people maybe mm. they pushed the gaming
1: boom maybe during those years it was very much a thing that people were like video games
2: aren't going to catch on Isn't going to catch yeah. on and it, it did it very much did oh i think i think once it came from moving out of the arcade and into your house it became more of an addiction than yeah. you know um but i was listening to a podcast talk about and they were talking about video games and violence and stuff like that and conditioning and you know for the longest time a lot of people have said that video games are what's causing violence but study after study has shown that no they don't but what study hasn't shown is that maybe games like first person shooters or stuff where you actually do violent acts are not making you commit violence, but conditioning you to, if ever a situation arose, pulling a trigger would be nothing because then you see it as a video game.
1: Yeah, I don't know yeah. how much. And and that's probably very true.
2: Mm. Yeah. Oh, the, the army has been experimenting with that as well, or yeah. that type of thing for conditioning using video games.
3: A little bit of history. I don't know if it helps us at all, but 1981 was a good year for arcade games. Oh. Uh, that's where we got Donkey Kong, uh, Frogger, Mrs. Pac-Man, and looks like there was about 50 other ones that came out that year.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was Mario behind that. Okay, 83.
2: Yeah,
0: something
1: like that.
2: Yeah, because he was the protagonist in Donkey Kong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. His name was Jump Man. Jump Man. Did you know? I found this out the other day, and I, found, I I think I like this idea because I don't think this is well known. Did you know that you can continue to whatever level that you died at and got a game over in in Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. Well, I just saw that.
2: <laughs> no, I did not <laughs> did know you, that.
1: Yeah, you can hold the A button and mm-hmm. hit Start. And it continues to be back to now you would be at like let's just say you died in world six three. Yeah. Now you would be back at six one, but you're back at six one. Oh. Okay. So at least that was my understanding of it. Man.
2: I didn't I, I don't remember ever doing that as a kid. Mm-mm. See, I, was, I always I always, died, man. <laughs> I always cheated and went through the special pipes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of a single time in my life where
2: I've ran all how, was it 32 levels of of Mario. I think it yeah. Cuz what it goes up to eight, eight four. four yeah. I
1: think it yeah. go to negative 1 and it reminds me of that story of the uh guy that well, he played Pac-Man and he like held the highest record of Pac-Man or something like that and like he was a fraud that's what that reminds
2: me though and all this reminds me of yeah what is it isn't it it's pac-man or was it donkey kong once you i think it was donkey kong once you got up to like level 25 or something like that it instantly killed the game because there was no levels after that (laughs) that'd be wild I think Pac Man was the same way, like it killed the game or something. Like, once you hit its max out level, it just killed the game. I might have to look into that one.
1: Because yeah. I feel like Donkey Kong and uh, Pac Man are randomly generated in a way. Like, of course, there are set levels, but I think once you reach a certain point, they're like they pull things from different areas. But uh, I could be
2: wrong. It could just die. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I've never gotten that high. So, you
1: know.
3: All right, yeah. I can't imagine sitting there and playing Pac Man for that long.
2: Me either. I love video games; they are my life. But uh, no, <laughs> right. I can't say anything. I've been playing Dragon Quest Eleven, and that's a really good game. You like to play, and I hadn't decided to play them yet. But every time I see them, I'm like, I should play that. <laughs> I never. Have. It's good. The definitive edition, which is what I got. Um, you can switch between 3D mode and 2D mode. So, oh, wow. it would go back to the pixelated except during like special cutscenes and stuff. Mm. So. Oh, shit.
1: oh, since we're on the topic of video games, and I know we're not talking about Shane's video game, but <laughs> um, we're trying to get the government off our backs. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy talked them on to us. I don't <laughs> have an aluminum foil ready. Uh, <laughs> did y'all know that they remade Dead Space and it comes out in January? Oh, does it? I don't know if y'all have ever played Dead Space. I know
2: Tommy yeah. has. I don't know if you have, Shane. Yeah. But it looks so good, y'all. I'm so hey, excited. That makes me want to go back and play it. They remade Resident Evil 4. It's supposed to come out in March. Yeah. I'm playing it on the VR. I like it. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, well, what if it's not the government? What if it is aliens? I know I, I made that joke. But what if it? what if it was? like you know
3: went to it yeah Yeah. that's why i I put that in quotes because it's like we've talked about them before are they aliens are they other beings are they Mm -hmm. the government we don't we don't know
2: yeah i could see aliens doing some type of experiment like that like how humans would react to something addictive or seeing how they you know strategy or what i don't know the basis of the game or how the game played and that's i guess the fan-made game that's out on steam that you can find mm-hmm. i don't i don't put a lot of stock in it as far as being the actual thing you know um but who knows maybe they did special light treatments or sound waves or whatever to experiment to see what How humans would react to certain things. And that's why they were collecting that data. It would record it.
1: Definitely. I'm really
2: curious as to how they
1: collected said data.
2: Because they gave us smartphones.
1: As crazy as it sounds, I Googled it because I was curious as to when the first laptop came out. Guess when the first laptop came out? It's like
2: 1970.
1: 1970. 1981. Oh. So, and it doesn't look anything like a lab, but it, it kind of does. Um No, they, uh,
3: the government literally has put cameras in arcade machines. So maybe it was cameras. Um I did, I did read this thing where they used to do that because arcades became such a spot for like, uh, let's just say drug exchange. Uh, yeah. Drug yeah. usage, so they started putting cameras in arcade machines, and they were they picked specific ones because I guess the the high people preferred certain games, and yeah. I, I get it. <laughs>
2: Frogger was their go-to.
0: Maybe
3: <laughs> maybe that's all it was. As they were collecting tapes, and it was just recording the
1: reactions. Mm. Yeah, it could have been. I am curious as like how far of a stretch from said video game was. The people acting crazy now—were they violent because of the sounds that were coming in, or were they violent because they were just tired of standing there and they just wanted (laughs) everybody (laughs) was being annoying? They're like, "I want to play this game. Get the hell out of my way." Mm -hmm.
2: Well, you always have those douchebags in the line. You can't say you don't, you know, or someone starts, especially if it's like your first time and. You know, maybe going to the arcade and you want to play this game first time playing it heard so much stuff and then you got somebody over here trying to spoil everything. You know, yeah. you might want to deck somebody in the face. <laughs> as crazy
1: as it sounds, Dylan asks me all the time. He's like, "Hey," I'm not ask me. He tells me, and he says, "Hey, you, uh-huh. can, you should send me twenty dollars so I can go to the arcade." Like I don't, I don't know what kind of arcade there is in Arkansas, but he's always asking to go to the arcade, so I give him the money to go.
2: Supposedly, there's one that's an hour roughly from here called Jupiter something It's up in Tennessee. They sell comic books in an arcade. So. yeah, I always thought it'd be cool to have that an arcade, even with the uh, new age stuff. there's some five computers
1: and Xboxes and mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. I want to span all the way back though, you know, all the way back to the arcades right. go arcade machines.
2: Mm-hmm. And you go with the tokens. That way, people shove yeah. the dollar bills in. <laughs> that would be cool to have, like a little arcade thing.
1: Wouldn't it it'd be kind of wild? Like, it, it to, I wonder how you do it with the new age ones. Like, you put a token in, you got ten minutes of gameplay or something. You know, maybe. Maybe. I wonder how you'd set that one up.
3: So, uh, one more thing
1: on on the guy,
3: the guy, the the game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a guy. There were can't talk either. (laughs) But uh, well, it makes sense for what's in my head, like because some people explain the issues with the game is because it was actually haunted, and there wasn't multiple copies in Portland. It was just one, and legend spread about it that there was, you know, a guy or a demon haunting the machine, and he was what was causing everything. That one, yeah, I don't believe so much, but it's. It's still an interesting story, you know, how these legends go, you know, Mm. depends on who tells it. I'm going to say
1: it's plausible, but just because people have actual first-hand accounts of putting their hands on the machine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what's not to believe that it's, you know, a real thing?
2: Well, what if, what if it was like a indie style startup, you know, like, how on steam you have all these indie programmers and game designers and stuff they put all their stuff out for like 20 bucks or whatever you know but since it's 1981 they probably got their hands on a busted you know pac-man machine redid the graphics and you know made their own game and put it in there and it was Mm -hmm. one game and it created such a fuss People started fighting over it and all that stuff, and they just pulled it.
1: I think that I think the '80s was a big time for you know that that whole mind control. I think the remote viewing thing was happening around the same time, and mm. uh, it, that was big with the government. Was the the mind's ability and and to open the mind and see what what it was all about. So. Mm-hmm. I believe 100% that this machine was put there to be like, let's see what we can do to the masses and what happens when we do this or this. What better, like, we've said it 100 times, what better way to um, collect data than on unknowing people, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's no placebo. Yeah, It's just straight what's going to happen.
2: Right. I mean, that's why Facebook knows when you poop. They actually know when you poop.
1: Yeah, because they take the data of all of a sudden at this specific time of the day. It's mm-hmm. like oh, you know you're on our thing doing our thing. Yeah, yeah. Makes I think that's uh I understand why they do that. It's for revenue, whatever. I I think it's a hell of a reach, and it's yeah, think.
2: like no business should know when you poop, right? But and that's also like what the day Fallout Four was released, Pornhub. Said there was a decline in people watching porn. Yeah, like a huge That's decline. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, of course, they Fallout Four came out, and <laughs> you know, I've, I I I went out and bought a whole system just to play that one game.
3: No, I did the same thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did that to play Fallout Three.
1: Because of you, Shane. By the no. way, <laughs> I don't. You know, Fallout
2: Two was completely different. It wasn't mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, yeah. They Bethesda changed the game. But in speaking of that, I remember playing Fallout Three, and I really got into it first time playing it. That when I would go to sleep, I would dream that I was in the Fallout universe.
1: <laughs> yeah, that so, must be PlayStation 3 had the old yellow light of death afterwards. Huh?
3: <laughs> 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 well, do we have any final thoughts on this one?
2: Oh, um, I, I do. I just don't want to say because we'll get microwave, but it was the government did it. They totally it did. It was 100% true that they did it. And <laughs> they took everybody's data and they were screwing with everybody. And it was the government's fault. And just because I said all that, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. We know it was Mermaid, mermaid. Aliens.
1: <laughs> I was trying to crunch down, too. I couldn't get out of the camera. That's
2: probably going to sound like a bunch of mumble on the microphone. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you play <laughs> playing. this. <as big. laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, That's we'll my final it, thought. You. Mermaid Aliens. Yeah. Government. Keep the government off <laughs> of you, man. Mermaid Aliens, man.
1: <laughs> um yeah I'm gonna go with uh hundred percent this was a government theory uh, you know, um experiment because well, um, why would these people be acting crazy over a video game in mm-hmm. the early eighties now i get i mean I guess maybe it was all the craze everywhere it was kind of becoming the craze of that time, mm-hmm. but well, why were they in there collecting data? What do you need it for? So yeah, and, and people to have actual after the machines were gone firsthand, ex- you know, experience of the machines, knowing that they were there and they were actually there, they played the game. Yeah, I could I see understand. that. I could see yeah. them being like, "Yeah, we're gonna learn how to mind control you fools." Uh, good job, government. You are getting out there and you're figuring it out. i want to be on your side for right now because yeah. Tommy's gonna be microwaved. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: watching you, mermaid aliens.
1: But yeah, I I completely
3: agree. Um, I I know it's said to be just a legend because you can't prove it, but so much out there we can't prove. What makes me believe more in it is that there's actual documentation that they were using, the government was using arcade machines for other reasons, and they were already getting access to them. And that's what a lot of naysayers say, like, oh, people were confused. You know, they, they saw the government getting into these machines and it's like, what was one more step then? You know,
2: like mm. why?
3: Why are you defending? Why are you defending them?
2: <laughs> I, I think it's because a lot of people really believe that our government wouldn't do anything like that, or any government in the world wouldn't do anything like that to their own people.
1: Well, yeah, that, that is, I don't know, man. I I can't I can't grasp that concept. Mm. Uh, I believe if they could if they could bury us all up to our heads and let our heads be out of the sand, they would do it. Um, oh yeah,
3: we're gonna have to start a separate podcast, the conspiracy, the conspiracy. minds of JSD.
1: Yeah, we yeah. should. We should. <laughs> we do have a lot of those.
2: <laughs> we should. Uh, we'd be on some watch list, though. We wouldn't be able to fly anymore. Yeah, those are the crazies. <sighs> Crazy.
1: I did
3: get a notification the other day. Like I got this thing. You know, a few years ago, I can't even remember what it's called it's like a fast pass for the airport. And so I always got to skip all the lines and stuff. Well, I got an email. I thought it never expired. Now maybe it does, but I was pretty sure that it's like, no, once you give us all your information, you're good. But I got a notification like, Hey, you need to come back in. If you want to keep using this, I'm like,
1: that's fishy. Uh, Yeah.
2: They're
1: going to get you at airport and not follow whatever link they sent you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've, I've never been on an airplane. As yeah. far as flown. So, why else would you be on an airplane? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I've been on an airplane as far as like meeting the pilots and stuff like that. Oh, you know, okay. No, to, like, Mexico. But... <laughs> I was trying to talk shit, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been on airplanes at like air shows. You know, been on the C 130. That was cool. Yeah.
1: I like the force that it's like pushing you in the seat as they take off. It's kind of cool.
2: I
3: can't stand
2: flying, it
3: is too cramped. I'm too fat. Man. The seats keep getting smaller. I swear they do.
2: Like, <laughs> that's why you got to spend that ten grand and get that first class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have look, you seen
1: those? You, you realize that I'm not.
2: I'm not built for the airport. I'm not built for airplanes. <laughs> I will drive to California next time. <laughs> look, look. We all know I have issues when we travel. I don't know how I could deal on the airplane. They they'd land biohazard or something. They'd be like, no. <laughs> That's what the paper bags in front of you are for. (laughs) Don't don't let anybody tell you different. (laughs) I've seen it on TV. Uh, uh, No, have you seen those YouTubers that um, go and they spend... This one dude spent like $100,000 to travel first class from like, I guess, England to Japan to Japan to... San Francisco, San Francisco to New York, and it was all first class. Hmm. And he's like, look how awesome this is. And I'm like, you're a douche. You're a douche.
1: I think I think of a million other things to spend $100,000 on. But I guess if you do it like that, the flying aspect of it becomes more of like us going to a hotel room.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because he was talking about like certain planes, like the first class cat, like seat would turn and or it would slide and close and you have complete privacy and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. all that stuff and the meals were good but i'm like but that's all he was doing he was flying staying for like a day or two and then flying to somewhere else and that's just all he did and he just recorded it and i see a guy doing it with trains and i always wanted to do like a multi-day trip on a train and just you know i thought that would be cool man
1: get on a amtrak train and go to from Memphis to Louisiana for $80.
2: Yeah, I was looking at going from here to, like, Seattle. uh, And um, because, you know, uh, Paige's friends, uh, I guess they're our friends, uh, they moved up there. (laughs) They listened to this. They're friends. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This sounds shady. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I, I know them. I've I've talked, but I, I figured that and I think it was like two hundred dollars and it's a two day ride. But Paige is like, no, because she's like trains crashed. And I'm like, oh, they don't. And like the next day, a train crashed. And I was like, OK, everything crashes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go and speaking that train
1: crash into existence. God. Yeah. and It was a passenger train that did so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Tommy did that, guys. Tommy did that. that. Oh man. He's gonna have a ghost
3: train pull up at his house.
1: Oh my
2: gosh. (laughs)
1: Dude,
2: that's just every time I hear ghost train, it reminds me of Final Fantasy VI. You have to fight a literal ghost train in that video game.
3: We've wandered somewhere
2: weird. Yes, we have. Why are we here? (laughs) Because it's me and I'm gonna take you on journeys you never knew you wanted to go. It It is
3: always Tommy.
2: <laughs> you need to make some more friends, Tommy.
3: I don't like people. I'm just kidding. You're, you're my only two as well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I don't like
2: <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> like, what was it? Like, at my wedding, you know, Paige here, had here he goes like again. five, five <laughs> bridesmaids. And I only had, like, you two, my son, and my brother. And that was it. So,
1: yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Anyways. this has been a topic. It's been short, medium, and long. Uh, these are the meats of JST. Uh, topics, topics of JST. Uh, <laughs> no, I've I've enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed these topics. Um, I like my my La La and uh, old. What is his Raymond? What is his last name? Raymond Robinson. Robinson. Raymond. I didn't want to Charlie. I didn't want to call him Charlie No Face. Yeah. I um, enjoyed uh Raymond Robinson and and uh, and Shane's story about the uh Vigia games. And I think that's kinda mm. where we got lost and we started following that train of video games and then <laughs> for some reason wound up on trains and airplanes and automobiles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tommy speaking shit into existence that shouldn't exist. If you enjoyed it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, make sure you give us a follow. Um, we're on all major podcast platforms. Uh, we do have a YouTube and we do have all social medias. Um, we have a Patreon. We'd love it if you subscribe to it. It'd help us out. We could do more investigations. Um, we could buy Tommy a full-blown aluminum foil suit so the government doesn't turn him into a giant puff marshmallow man. That would be kind of weird. I don't know why they would do that, but uh,
2: would I eat myself though if I was? I mean, I mean that's kind of cannibalistic.
1: I, I think, I think maybe if I was a marshmallow, I'd be like, "Ooh, I'm a little tasty."
2: I don't even like marshmallows. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm just saying, like, if I'm
2: looking at my marshmallow arm and I'm just like, take a bite out of it. Like,
1: <laughs> do you do you bleed or is it like marshmallow?
2: Like that Jiffy Puff stuff? Yeah. That marshmallow cream stuff? Yeah. I like to think that's what it is. It probably is. (laughs)
1: Anyways, (laughs) these are just our thoughts. (laughs) Let us know what you think.